Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1898. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in beautiful Santa Rosa, California, with a very special guest by the name of Rachel Thoreau. Rachel, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Oh, I am so ready. Let's hammer down that throttle and go. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I think you always are, that's for sure. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, we dive into your world, which you are having some fun. What's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you? Okay, this is kind of funny. Growing up, my family was heavily into music. My mom was a piano teacher, my sister played the cello, and I played the violin. And so I actually was a violin teacher at one point. And another small bit of trivia, I won the Martin County Junior Fiddle Contest every year from the time I was seven to when I turned 18. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then that was it. Your trophy case must be full. (laughs) It was pretty full. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's pretty cool. You know, music is such a great thing for young children. And I remember when I was growing up, we had, you could take a music class in school. I don't even know if they have those anymore. Of course, there's band and things like that. But we started a rock band when I was in high school and played at dances, things like that. So, yeah, tried to be rockers. We were more rollers (laughs) than rockers, I think. But but it was certainly fun. But music is such a great part of life and uh, so important for kids, just like athletics and all those other things. And shop, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) I do love to shop. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into your role because hanging out in the shop is something you know how to do. You are a wrencher and a whole lot more. So let me give you a proper introduction. Rachel Thoreau has been into cars since she was young and fiddling, as we heard. She could name every car on the road, consistently surprising her non-car loving parents. Sounds like me. She finally got her hands a little dirty, first as an electronic tech and then finally working on cars. She's worked on everything from trucks to SUVs to her race prepped Honda Civic hatchback and she drag races every Wednesday. That's very cool. Rachel's also an actor and a model and a couple of her cars have been featured in movies which is cool you'll recognize her from her r&d garage show she's always happy to talk to a like-minded car person and especially loves making women feel comfortable about working on their cars we love women here in cars yeah i've had over 300 plus women on this show uh, and now you add to that wonderful uh, alumni group so welcome we'll be back in just a minute to talk with rachel but first a word from our sponsor so give them a little love and we will be right back Are you heading out on the highway for a road trip? Covercraft makes quality protection for the inside of your vehicles while you're traveling. Their plush custom fit mats or Berber mats turn any ride into something special and are easy to remove and clean after days on the road. Covercraft floor mats are the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Just about anything you can throw at them. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area too. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but they keep your rear cargo areas and seats protected from the sun and those accidental spills. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage the floors. All your options are quality made 
easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit. And I've got a special offer for you. If you use the code YA21, that's Y-E-A-H-2-1, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YA21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So, Rachel, let's dive a little deeper into the cornering here, something you love to do. Although drag racing, you don't too many, don't want to do any cornering. You just want to go <laughs> real straight. Well, but I'd love for you to kind of bring us up to speed how you went from fiddling to getting to be a, a lady in the garage that knows how to wrench and teach people how to have fun in their garage because your YouTube series is a blast. I was enjoying some of your shows this morning before we talked. So, Rachel, uh, I usually say grab the wheel, but I'm going to say grab the wrench. <laughs> How did I end up grabbing the wrench? It's kind of funny. You know, when I was young and doing all the music things, I enjoyed it, but I didn't feel like it quite completed me. Um, I am very mechanically inclined. I was constantly taking my toys apart, you know, that kind of thing. And it came to a point where... I was going to have to do something about it. And so my boyfriend, now husband at the time, was going through the tech program at our local JC. And I saw some of the work he was doing. And I said, hey, do you think I would be able to do something like this? And, you know, without even batting an eyelash, he's the best. He's like, of course you can do it. Why couldn't you? And so I decided to kind of take a hiatus from doing anything musical, went to the tech program, absolutely loved it, was getting my hands dirty for the first time in like forever. And turned out to be pretty darn good at it. And so I worked at Agilent Technologies, first Hewlett Packard for a couple years. And, you know, along the way, it was fun. But at the same time, I was still very, very much interested in cars. And so again, my boyfriend, now husband was like, you know what, let's just try to do like a project now. So we bought my first car was a 1990 Acura Integra RS. And I modified everything about it. And that's basically how the bug hit. I wanted to do more and more and more. <laughs> 
Well, that sounds like fun. So let's fast forward into this uh, acting career, building cards. You've got a YouTube page. I mean, you get out there in front of people. You're perfect on camera because you are just so full of life. You're like bubbly and and fun and you make the whole thing fun. So what led you to say, you know what, I think I'm going to get in front of the camera for a while and share some of this inspiration I have in the garage and my love for cars? You know, it's the kind of thing where I don't mind, obviously, being on camera. I don't mind being the ham of the crowd, you know, (laughs) making people laugh. And I also thought there was something kind of missing from the YouTube mechanic world. And that was there are some female mechanics out there, which is freaking awesome. But at the same time, I couldn't really find videos that actually taught you how to do something like step by step by step. This is how you take this off. This is how you put this back on. And I really, really wanted to contribute that as my part of helping people in the world, like working on cars. I wanted to make sure people didn't get ripped off when they went to a garage or they could feel like, man, I can change this tire or I can change this oil. And just being able by watching my videos have a clear step-by-step concise way of actually solving whatever their issue is. So, you know, I think it's great too, because a lot of times women might feel intimidated and even watching a man, because like you thought originally, could I do this? You know, Mm -hmm. can I be in this world? But as I mentioned, I've had over 300 women on the show and many of them turn wrenches. I mean, think of Bogie from Bogie's Garage, you know, um, yeah, has been on the show. She's one of the leaders out there uh, that has done some of this and there's been so many others. So I think it's great. You're opening up a whole new world. I've also had some really young women on the show that are just out of high school that are getting into the world of tech. They've gone to schools and they've said, you know what, I can do this too. This is fun. This is what I like to do. And I always mm-hmm. say that this, uh, what used to be called blue collar jobs are what we call now new collar jobs. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> and the world's open for women too. Plus the technology side of automobiles where we're going is another key factor, don't you think? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, there's definitely a difference between the older cars that you may work on and the new cars. I mean, obviously the new cars, you open up the hood and it's nothing but plastic. You know, there's a lot more to take off. I don't want to say they're easier to figure out, but there's a little less to them than I believe the American cars that we're also used to working on. So it's kind of a neat juxtaposition there. You know, I'm a big Porsche fan and you look at the new Porsches, you open up the engine lid on the back and you can't even see an engine. There's nothing there. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's just a little place to put oil and mm-hmm. even some of them now don't have dipsticks. So uh, you kind of go, hmm, this is kind of odd. So it's a whole new world, but also the motion towards EVs and electric vehicles and the technology needed, the computer science needed, and that kind of end of it is a great thing for uh, for all people and young women as well. So I think it's great. Yeah. What's the most exciting thing about what you're doing right now for you? The most exciting thing is just hearing the comments of people that either write in on the page thanking me or when I go, I go to a ton of cars and coffee. And now it's kind of a new feeling because I'm starting to be recognized a little bit, both from the channel, from Instagram, you know, all the social media. And it's been, I want to say 99.9% positive. Like I get a lot of thank yous. I get a lot of, hey, what's your opinion on this? And that to me is just, I mean, it, (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's it fun. Because it's so much fun and it's so exciting. And I feel like we're still just reaching the tip of things. Like we're not even fully there yet. Well, you know? no, you know, you're never fully there, really. I think, you know, you're there's always an area that you can grow and so forth. You know what you figured out, Rachel? And it's something I've learned after talking with, well, you're my 1,898th guest, almost at 1,900. Holy cow. Closing in on 2,000 is that 
we as human beings, and my regular listeners have heard this, but I, I always like to repeat it. We are at our best when we are helping other people. And a lot of people don't figure that out until later in life, or maybe they never figure it out, but it sounds like you figured it out. It just, it feels so good to help people. You know, I've, I've always been kind of that person like, hey, let me help you out with that. Or, uh, you know, do, do you need help for me to carry that? You know, just like something. Sure. I love helping people. And not only because it's a good feeling, but it's like, I feel you're putting that good karma out in the universe, you know, not to sound too much of a Californian, but yeah. <laughs> it's just, okay. You, what you put out is what you get back. And it's just, yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's uh, it really is an important part of life. And the great thing nowadays is any of us who want to go out and try to fix something. We've got this great thing called the internet and YouTube. And I can't tell you how many times I've used YouTube to figure something out, uh, not only on my vehicles, but even around the house, a plumbing issue, electrical issue. Well, I try to stay away from electricity. (laughs) I almost almost (laughs) zapped myself one time. In fact, one of your videos, you talked about your uh, neighbor in your guy's garage there deciding to be a (laughs) do-it-yourselfer plumber, which didn't end up too well, did it? No, it didn't. He ended up flooding about six or seven other warehouses. So, yeah. Or the, yeah, our space. So that was not a good couple weeks. That's one of those rules I've developed in later in life is uh, plumbing and electricity. Leave yeah. it to the experts because the ramifications of failure are really high. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Trust yeah, me on that. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was more skilled in those areas, but I, I leave that to other people, especially yeah. that first time I blew myself off a ladder when I cut through a powerful line in a wall once. But that's another story. We won't talk about that. I rarely... <laughs> At least yeah. you learned your lesson from that. Oh, big you know, time. You get back up and be like, okay, we're going to do this again. Woo. No, you know what my wife did is she hung the cutters that have an arc cut out of them now right above the electrical box in our garage. As a reminder, don't go there. You're better at other things. Stay in front of the microphone. You know, I love to talk about what I call a driving inspiration. People who've been great mentors in your life. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody that's been very influential for you? Oh, most definitely. There's actually a couple people. Uh, the first one is my grandpa. He owned San Carlos Auto Records back in the day, I want to say from the 30s to possibly the early 80s. Wow. And yeah, yeah. And I wish I could have gotten to see it in its prime. I, you know, I was so, so tiny back in the 80s that it just wasn't going to happen. I think I was there once, but I barely remember anything about it. But he, basically was a big car guy. He wasn't so much into like maybe building cars, but he had a way of turning anything into basically cash. (laughs) Let's put it that way. And so he took his business sense. He took his car business. He had a bunch of real estate. He just, okay. What I learned from my grandpa was always stay busy. The more you're busy, the more you stay young, the more you're active, you will pretty much live forever. And he passed away a few years ago at 97. My grandma just passed away at 103 and their secret was being active. And so the more just go take a walk, go do something, you know, don't like constantly move for 24 hours, but it's the kind of thing where, yeah, I believe you can have a much healthier life the more you stay active. And you know, so, you know, he taught you a really valuable lesson. My grandfather was a farmer and a rancher in Texas, and he was busy and and he he was a true cowboy. He rode a horse up until the day before he passed away. And uh, he and my grandmother were married for over 70 years. Um, oh. You know, rough life living on a farm or growing. But he was always busy. And I'll never forget, he went to, he came out to California to visit us once, drove all the way from Texas. He was mm-hmm. there for three days. And then he got up and said, well, we're going home. And I go, grandpa, you just got here. And he said, 
He said, well, Mark, the cows don't take vacations. Neither do I. And, uh, you know, staying busy is so important. I just listened to a great talk by Jordan Peterson about how we feel better about ourselves is when we work and we contribute and we have some reason to do things. And we hear this about people who retire. And I've had several friends who are retiring now. And my question is, so what are you going to do with your day? And the people that are successful have an answer to that. The others go, well, I don't know. And I typically say, well, you better figure that out because Mm -hmm. sitting around is not going to be much fun and it's not healthy for you and it's not good Mm -hmm. for you. So staying busy uh, sounds like a great thing that your grandfather taught you. I think you're very fortunate to have to have had him in your life, even though most of us didn't see our grandparents that much because, you know, we were little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we always made sure to go visit them at least once a month or once every other month. My family was very close or my mom was very close with her parents. And so we did get a whole education from the older side of the family. (laughs) Well, that's great. Now, if you were going to advise somebody to launch into something like what you're doing, I mean, you did a very brave thing because it's, well, it's akin to what I did. I mean, I went from a whole different career into, I think I'll try this thing called podcasting. Now, what's a podcast? Literally, that's what I said (laughs) when when my son recommended it to me. How would you advise people to go out there and contribute and give back to the automotive world? What would be a couple tips and tricks? Okay. Well, the first thing that I would suggest is you're going to feel like you're jumping into the deep end and that's okay. I think it's good for us to kind of be scared once in a while, you know, it's something new, but, and just know that the first (laughs) more than a few videos are going to (laughs) suck. back at them or podcasts <laughs> yeah exactly like, except for years but like I thank you some of my, <laughs> i looked at some of my previous videos and i ended up deleting a couple of them because it was so cringy for me and while the subject was good i just didn't like the way i i put myself out there and it's not that i got any bad comments because i've been very very fortunate out of all the comments i'd say maybe about one percent kind of kind of were a little insulting you know well, like you know you're you know comments. everybody's brave behind a keyboard and oh, and we're seeing yeah. more and more of that and I, I i you know the same way with you the first time i got one star on apple mm-hmm. instead of five which i was getting i'm like well, what's with that person and yeah you know and then my wife quickly reminded me said mark you've got like 255 stars in one i mean <laughs> not everybody's gonna love you dude <laughs> Yeah. And that's exactly right. You're not for everyone. There are going to be a lot of people who love you, but there's going to be the same who maybe they're slightly jealous that you actually went out and did your thing and they're still sitting in, you know, their mom's basement going, man, I wish I had the courage to do that. So yeah. So I think the the biggest thing is just take that dive. Just do it. You can always, I mean, I hate the word quit, but if it doesn't work for you, you can just keep trying until you find the thing that does. And that's kind of what we did with our format because I was a little more serious in the beginning, you know, because I didn't want to be like that. Hey, this is how you put this <laughs> on, you know, it's like not too cutesy. And I felt like that wasn't going to be my message. And so I noticed I wouldn't really have a smile on my face in the first maybe six months that I was doing this. And I'm like, you know what? You can start to have fun. You can make little jokes. People appreciate you actually being a human and not a bot. And so I'd say that'd be the other thing. Let your personality shine because that's what's going to draw people in as much as the information that you're teaching. You know, those are great lessons. Uh, Get out of your comfort zone and don't try to be somebody else. Be yourself. That was the same advice that I got. Maybe you're a little goofy, a little like my kids like to call me, dork dad. But you know what? Just be yourself because when you try to be somebody else, it will come across as fake. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. again, you're never going to please everybody, no matter what. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we all learned that in junior high, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, those are two great pieces of advice. But the best one I heard you say was get out of your comfort zone, jump in the deep end and just give it a try and be yeah. willing to adjust and pivot like you did and go, OK, this isn't really working. And mm-hmm. and even listen to a few of those critics, maybe not all of them, but listen to them because the ones that give you great advice will say, maybe if you try this or maybe it yeah. could just be your audio doesn't sound very good. I can't hear what you're saying. I've watched mm-hmm. a lot of videos where I go, man, you need to get a mic or something. Thing. I can't hear anything. You know, why did yes. you do this next to the freeway? I can't I hear a car. <laughs> yeah. 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 So exactly it. it's great. Well, it's great advice. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to ask you about a big challenge because I love this question. It has more to deal with how you dealt with it and what was the learning lesson. So keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great techs. That's why I support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Techs Rock initiative to ensure women see themselves in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. So, Rachel, uh, let's talk about this big obstacle, big challenge, big failure. Those of us who put ourselves out there in front of the public, boy, we have a few of those falls. At least we fall forward and get up a few feet further advanced than we were. Talk about one in your life that maybe set you back. But more importantly, what was that lesson that it taught you? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, anybody who's ever watched my channel will know this answer, like, in a split second as much as I do. That would be my 1963 Mini. That. That car has been basically my biggest lesson in life. So it's a 1963 Mini. It's got a Honda motor in it, and it just doesn't run. You know, it keeps breaking the axles. It keeps breaking the CV joints, just everything that could break on a car. It's been doing that. And so it's been on the road maybe a total of an hour since we've gotten it. And like, I'm not even joking. I don't mean to laugh, but uh, (laughs) maybe you shouldn't have put such a powerful engine in that thing. (laughs) 
Well, the thing of it is, um, it's so much fun when it does run. You know, the torque alone, um, the torque steer, when you get into first and, you know, or into second, you're basically changing lanes. Like, that's how strong the torque is. It's just, wow. oh my God, it's, it's a crazy, crazy little clown car. But it has its issues. There are so many little trolls and gremlins in that car. And it's like, we fix one thing, another thing breaks. And so... I guess my lesson learned on that is just I'm kind of stupid to keep fiddling with it. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's called fiddling. persistence, tenacity. That's what that's <laughs> what those of us who do this kind of thing for a living have to have. I mean, how do you get to 1,898 shows without giving up? I mean, you just keep oh, yeah. moving forward, right? You keep trying. And I have a great listener and a great friend here, Chris, who's listening. He's one of these guys who said, I've heard every one of your shows. Uh, he has a Betty Cooper, so maybe I could put you in touch because his seems to run and he's about six foot eight, I think. I don't know if he's that tall, but I'm pumping him up a little bit here. Uh, but he just fits right in that thing. And, and the first time I drove a Mini Cooper, it blew me away. I couldn't believe how much fun it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. So picture him about three times as fast and... Yeah, it's amazing. And I've also noticed that super tall guys gravitate to, to minis. Like we have a couple other friends. One is six foot four and the other one is about that. And they both have minis and they fit perfectly. Oh, yeah. So that is something to be said for minis. You can fit pretty much whoever you want in it. But yeah, but that whole British car thing, even putting a Japanese motor in it, just, oh, maybe that's the whole thing. The car's mad at me. That's yeah, it yeah, it doesn't like the cross-contamination or something. I don't know what you might call it, but yeah, not happy with you at all. Maybe you need to put that old motor back in there and uh, make that work or, or maybe change it to electric. There's an idea for you. Yeah, that's an idea. I think what we're going to do is just end up selling her. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe start over with something else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, oh, the poor Mini Cooper. Well, we'll watch for the, the next thing on your YouTube channel. You know, you sound like a person that's very positive and has a bucket list of things you want to do in life. Uh, what's something that you would like to accomplish that's in your bucket list of things you'd like to do? Could be a new video, something as simple or something much more grand. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I do have so many things on my bucket list. There are so many things that I would love to accomplish. Uh, obviously, working on a project with Bogey would be freaking amazing. Oh, you yeah. Know, getting to be on All Girls Garage, getting to be on any car TV show, being able to talk about what I love, that is a definite definite bucket bucket list item yep. uh, I still have so many cars out there I would love to work on oh my gosh yeah <laughs> thinking of all cars. Uh, definitely want to work on more American muscle uh, 56 Ford f100 would be a really really cool um, t-birds just yeah you know my mind's going a mile a minute I just yeah just anything to do with cars I'm still I'm right there for it <laughs> so let's talk about a special vehicle. We've talked about the mini. Maybe that's not so special. <laughs> no. Let's talk about something a little more special, perhaps, and uh, share a little adventure with that ride. Sure. Okay. The 1967 Mustang Fastback. That will forever be my favorite car. It was my husband Dion's uh, first or second car that he actually built when he was about 14 or 15. And we had our first date in it. And so that's the car where I'm like, if you sell it, we're getting divorced, which I always make that joke. And it's like the people who understand get it and they laugh. Then there's people who are like, you wouldn't actually divorce after a car, would you? I'm like, no, I wouldn't, but I'd be very mad. <laughs> Mustang Fastback. I had a uh, 65 that I bought from a guy who had built it into a Shelby GT350 clone, yes. right down to the motor. I mean, everything. And I drove that car for several years to work every day, which I couldn't 
get gas without it being a half hour experience in that oh, yeah. car. It was Wimbledon white with the blue stripes. And, you Beautiful. know, it, it was just a super fun car. But uh, yeah, the Mustang Fastback is one of those cars like the Volkswagen uh, Beetle that everybody migrates towards. Everybody has a Mustang story in their life. So uh, yeah, he definitely can't let that go. That's got to stay in the family, especially with, I mean, first date car. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. He, we actually met at a pool hall and I was waiting outside. I'm like always early for things. And he pulls up and I was like, it is a good thing that I actually met you before I saw that car because I'd have a hard time deciding, am I in love with the man or am I in love with the car? <laughs> and as a bonus, he actually did let me drive it that first night too, wow. which I still think he's absolutely insane for letting me drive a car like that because up until then, my only car had been an 89 Ford Taurus. And so you can imagine going from a Ford Taurus, non-SHO, to a 67 Mustang Fastback. It had a 289. So, you know, it's not the fastest car in the world, but it just, what a mind blower. And I was like, yeah, I I really, really like this. Remember that motor just sounded like a sewing machine. It was just so, and I mean that in a, people go a sewing machine, but no, just the sound it made, you know, all the valves, it just just sounded so good. And when you stood on it, you had to be careful in that car because uh, it it would break loose really easy. And the guy that bought it from me, I kid you not, he left the parking lot where I worked and I said, be careful because this thing has no traction control. Mm -hmm. He basically pulled out, looped it and went right into a little bar ditch. Yeah. Oh, no. I just stood there and went, oh, man, I better go cash this check really quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, the car was okay, but uh, yeah, that was a really fun car. Well, I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit. This will be a fun place to go, okay? You're a car psychologist. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would Rachel be, but more importantly, why? Okay, if I were a car, you know what's funny is I think I would be a 33 Ford pickup. What? <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. This is going to be an interesting answer. (laughs) Just because I'm small, but I'm sturdy. Yeah. You know, I may be tiny, but my engine is mighty and I can pick up heavy things. I I can still, you know, do a lot of what everybody else can do too. I think I'm pretty cool. (laughs) And I think those trucks are You are. You are for sure. (laughs) Thank you. And I think they just, to me, those trucks are like it sounds weird, but they have like an expression of happiness to them. When you see one of those trucks, you always want to wave. You kind of smile and point maybe a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like, especially when I roll up to like a friend's house, they kind of do the same thing. Like, it's like, okay, what is Rachel going to say to crack me up today? And, you know, or what will she help me with? And so I think, yeah, that's kind of my my idea right there. You know, the 33, yeah, that car has a fun personality uh, about it. Almost uh, think of the uh, movie Cars and the, yes. the tow truck kind of mm-hmm. guy, you know, a little bit. Yes. Now, would you be a custom or a hot rod or chopped or a rat rod or uh, an original? I would definitely be a hot rod of sorts. Um, there's definitely going to be a bigger motor under that engine or, you know, under that <laughs> that hood. And definitely a five-speed because, you know, you got to have some fun while you drive. And, yeah, I mean, nothing I own has ever been left stock. And so something that I would be manifested into wouldn't be stock either. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it would probably be a little bit crazy too. <laughs> well, I appreciate you thinking that too. Good answer to that question. Thank you. You know, you give back in some great ways with your YouTubes of helping people. Is that your primary uh, way of giving back to others? Is that what brings you a lot of joy? We talked about that a little bit earlier. Yes, it most definitely is. Just the knowledge that 
I'm kind of a little bit of a teacher without having to stand in front of, you know, actual students. It's it's the best feeling knowing you're helping people, being able to work on their cars, become a little bit more knowledgeable about something maybe they had no clue about before. And then just seeing the comments where it's like, yeah, I was a little worried about, you know, doing this whole alternator thing on my FJ. But, you know, following your directions, it ended up working out very, very well. And now my car is running again. So that to me is all the things I need. You know, I wouldn't even need people to thank me like I would just do this anyway. But it helps knowing when you get that feedback. Well, and isn't it great now we don't have to stand in front of a classroom. We can stand in front of the world with access to YouTube and podcasts and channels and social media and all this thing is we can get out there and help people in such a broad audience. When I look at my followers and over, I got over 80 countries now and I always joke about this, those 30, well, I think it's up to 48 guys in Cambodia now, you know, I mean, who are these, who are these people, you know? Yeah, it's kind of fun to think about that, but it is good to give back that way. Now, how about a book? Is there a great book you've read that you'd like to share? Oh my gosh. Okay. I absolutely love to read. The thing is, a lot of them are kind of like, almost like candy for your brain. Cause That's it's like, okay. I feel like I do. We so all need a little today. candy for our brain. I have to say that one of my favorite authors is Stephen King. Like I love being spooked. I'm not so much into like the horror movie genre anymore. I don't know, maybe I'm getting older or something, but I still love to read a good scary book. But on the other hand, just when I want to just relax, I just pick up one of my Stephen Kings that I've read a million times before and just kind of lose myself in it again. There you so, go. Well, he's written he's written a lot of crazy books. Holy cow. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Christine, yeah, we'll add that one to the reading list. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I'm going to let you go on the ultimate drive here. Uh, The Magic Scepter, as I say, allows you to pick any vehicle, any person to go with, and any road to be on. So what does that ultimate drive look like for you? Literally, when I heard this question or saw this question the first time, I, my mind goes exactly to, I want to ride with Michael J. Fox in a DeLorean, and I want him to dress like Marty McFly. (laughs) I don't care where we go. We're just going to get out there, and I'm going to ask him every single question that I've ever had about Back to the Future. I saw it when I was a kid, like very, very young. And from the first, I mean, it was kind of the same way with my husband in the fastback. It was like Michael J. Fox and the DeLorean. Which one would I rather? (laughs) You know? And... Like, I think both would be the best of any worlds. Okay, now here's a great extension to that question. When you hit 88 miles an hour, are you <laughs> going back into the future or forward into the future? Oh, my gosh. Well, I love that the future, I mean, this sounds kind of silly, is still a surprise. And I'm obviously looking forward to seeing what's next. But at the same time, I love history so much. We would be going back. We'd be going back to the past. And- Maybe back to a the highlight of your grandfather's time with his shop so you could visit him. Wouldn't that be fun? Absolutely. Yeah, that is a perfect idea. I love it. That's a clever answer to that question. I've not gotten that one yet. So uh, very good. I love <laughs> awesome. it. Well, you've taken us on a fun ride. This has been so much fun. I'm glad I got you on the show. Before I let you go, could you share maybe a mantra, a success quote, some type of advice for our listeners today? I think I'm going to go back to the thing that I said, which is get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. If there's something you've ever wanted to try, I mean, I hate to sound like Nike, but just do it. <laughs> you yeah. know? Just you never know until you try. And it's the kind of thing where I've met plenty of people who, who go, man, you know, I wish I had done this 20 years ago. I wish I had, you know, imagine what it might be today. And you don't know what it's going to be, but you'll definitely never know unless you get out there and do it. You know, I've always said when you think what would be the best time to do it, Yesterday. Yeah. 
Yeah, know? that's exactly it. Yeah, exactly you just it. have to start. You might fall down, but you know what? You might enjoy it quite a oh, bit. Yeah. So just like yeah. uh, Rachel Thoreau did. What are the best ways for people to learn more and follow you? Okay, well, I'm on Instagram, uh, Rachel underscore Thoreau. Obviously, please, please, please watch and subscribe to R&D Garage on YouTube. Um, I think I've got almost 150 videos on there now. And so even if, you know, I don't have new content coming out really soon, you can still go back and watch all my videos. Um, Yeah, so that's definitely two places to find me. I also have a Facebook page for R&D Garage. So go ahead and follow that as well, because I share pictures and videos there that I don't anywhere else. And yeah, and I'm always open to people instant messaging me. Um, I welcome questions, anything I can do to help you guys out. Contact me. <laughs> Very cool. I'll make sure I put all these links on Rachel's show notes page on the Cars yeah website so you can follow her. I encourage you to uh, follow her and watch the YouTube videos. They'll bring a smile to your face, just like you have to my face today, Rachel. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing what you do with the uh, Cars yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you either in the garage or down the road. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This You're was welcome. Awesome. It was great. <laughs> I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARS YEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at CARS YEAH. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!